This episode of the Red Bull Ramp is by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Ramp. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Gwen Rochesco, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, and Maeve Dartinez. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing podcast with three soccer-loving idiots who don't know when to shut their dumb potty mouths. So listener discretion, yeah, it's, it's pretty much advised. Welcome, my friends, to the Shouldn't Have Rents. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. I'm in a car, and this is episode 389, The Ultimate Scoring Machines. There That's you go. a very good title for this uh, episode. Yeah, see? Uh, <clears throat> uh, I guess we should, just, should we just talk about that first? <laughs> I, I have for dumping yeah. ground. I feel like, okay, we'll save for dumping ground then. Never mind. Yeah. Okay, so Red Bulls uh, started this year off perfect. First two games, six points from two away matches with a 4-1 win over uh, TFC. And just saw this, which is something I was going to... Actually, you know what? I'll save that because that's my dislike. Uh, Before we get into our likes and dislikes, we will read the tweets. Uh, First, Ed Ritter at... Ed Ritter 60 on Twitter played two shit teams, but putting six in the bank is a hundred percent TBD. I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tonino M at Tonino M. Uh, wait a few weeks with this. Wait a few weeks when this team is at full capacity. Josh Mann at J Max Mann. We did what we were supposed to do. How many times last year did we drop points early to crap teams? I'm thrilled. Uh, let's see. Matt Bender at It's Bender. Dearest Gerhard, forgive us for our lack of faith and transgressions. <laughs> uh, Stephen, San- Stephen Santos at Creepy Taxi. I will always take two road wins uh, in any season, even the whole season, if not the first two weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, Adam at home, Adam, at Adam from Earth, just has. Uh, Gif of somebody chiseling a statue. I see the Lewis Morgan statue. That's what I was, I was, what I was thinking. It's Lewis Morgan statue. <laughs> uh, Thomas Hubert at Tom Herbert eighty four. This team can be very fun to watch. I think that's very possible. And uh, lastly, Rochesco at Rochesco. Yes, sirs, you two can boogie. There you go. I have an idea, you know, while I'm talking statues. Since we can, why don't we just take the one half of the Kaku statue that we built? Because really, it's just if we haven't even gotten to the top of the torso, right? Sure. And yeah. then we just have, we just have like detachable tops. So right now we screw on the Morgan top, right? Because he had a great game. And then when he comes out of favor, we unscrew him. We pop on like the next guy. We screw that guy on. We'll just have a bunch of like upper body. That yeah, works for me generic uniform it works it's very possible 
All right, so let's get into this with our <laughs> dislikes. Sorry. So we'll start with dislikes. Uh, Pat, you go first. What did you dislike about this one? Oh, man, what did I dislike? Uh, I guess I dislike that I feel like Lewis Morgan could add four. Uh, I'm not convinced that uh, that get, that goal that got called back on offside was offside. Um, you know, uh, so I think this could have been a 5-1 victory with Lewis Morgan at four goals. So, yeah, I guess that's uh, I because mean, not much to dislike about the match. So I'm just going to go with that one. Gosh darn it, because that's what I was going to say. I want a full-on VAR investigation. Uh, we did not get enough for review. I wanted lines drawn in the grass. I, I needed everything. I needed angles. Whatever you need to do, make sure that goal is actually on side. I wanted them to have four. That would have been fucking awesome. Um, because, like Pat, like you said, not a ton to complain about. Maybe the one goal given up was a little bit of, little bit of sloppy defending, but... Mm-hmm. Maybe retaliate right afterwards. Ah, I can't get mad. Can't get mad at you. Nope. <clears throat> My dislike, and it's funny you mentioned VAR, it's because of how fucked up VAR was in this game. Uh, Carlos Salado did not get a red card for his tackle on Patrick Kamala during the game. Uh, I just saw something that uh, apparently as of 6.30 p.m. today, uh, he was officially given a retroactive red card for that tackle. My gosh. There you go. So the disciplinary committee doing his thing and stepping up, but I, I don't know how VAR, the VAR referee and the main referee sit there and look at that and think that, no, it's not a red card. His studs didn't go over the ball and get Kamala dead in the side of the leg. Like, yeah. Felipe yeah, a- Martin, when he was playing the Queensland, got a Red for much less worse uh, studs up challenge, where his studs were facing the ground and went over the ball. Yet yeah, this I, is that was clear red. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I mean, even the TSM guys were like, "What the fuck? I was just not a red." No. <laughs> so I, I don't know. All right, likes, uh, Jimmy, you go first. What was your like of this one? I'm not going to say the obvious. What about Patrick Lamala with three assists in that game? There you go. Give it, give it up for Patty Cakes. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome too. Because obviously we can all talk about the hat trick, and I'm sure we will. Um, I, Patrick Lamala, my number nine, my jersey. He's representing. He's got a goal. He's got assist. The man is just on fire to start the year. Uh, yeah, I guess my like is just going to be that. I mean, I think. This is probably the most fun the team has been to watch in a very long time. Uh, definitely was not a game anywhere close to this fun to watch last year. And, I mean, I certainly don't recall two years ago being all that much fun either. I mean, it's just in all phases of the game, they just look pretty damn dominant in this one. Um, you know, I, I, even compared to, like, I mean, I know they won, you know, they scored three against uh, – San Jose, so you could say they were, you know, that was a fun one to watch too, but there were things you could nitpick in that game. Uh, this one, it just looks like they put their boot on the throat of uh, TFC early and often, and it was just a, an exciting, I mean, it was not only did they press, they passed very well. I mean, some of the best passing I've seen for this team in a very long time. Um, they were just a lot of fun to watch, and it's it's a welcome respite from the 
crap we've been force fed the last couple of years. I mean, I'm not, I'm not con, you know, convinced they keep this uh, form up by any stretch of the imagination over the course of the season. Um, but you know, at least for a week, it was a hell of a game to watch. This is possibly the best play we've seen since the 2018 Shield year. Yeah, possibly. I, I think so. I mean, there are probably stretches where we won a lot of games 19, but still. Mm-hmm. Um. I know, I know some of the comments were like, you know, hey, it's it's two games against bad teams. But remember, I think most people thought we were going to be one of the bad teams. Hmm. So we didn't really we didn't really take care of business against teams we should be. But maybe this is the turnaround saying, hey, listen, they're they're not, they're again two weeks in, they're not as bad as everyone thought they uh, were projected to be. Mm-hmm. And they only have more players coming in that will hopefully pan out. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think what one of our Twitter said something along the lines of, you know, they or maybe it was a response to one of the tweets about, hey, last year we'd play bad teams at home even and shit the bed. So, I mean, they're doing what they're supposed to do against bad teams. And that's kind of my like is the fact that we're taking, I mean, two games, but we're taking care of business in the games we're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. That has been something we have not been doing the last few years. Right. We sometimes get up for the big matches, but we haven't won the routine or the expected wins, and this is what we're doing. Right? If you, like, most years, I would expect us to beat San Jose. We did that. I would expect us to at least put in a good match against TFC, and we clearly did that. Now, the thing is, what's going to happen to Minnesota? Based on what I saw in terms of standings, I think we should at least win, just based on that. And Minnesota has not been a great team since coming into the league. So that's right now. I think the expectation for this game is going to be the one coming up is going to be to win, and we'll see if we can do that. If we can live up to expectations and do something we haven't been able to do in a while. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Uh, any afterthoughts for this game? Well, we'll get back to. I want to get back to the hat trick. I believe this is the first. I mean, I don't remember the last time the Red Bulls had a hat trick. It's been a while, but this has to be the first hat trick that was scored in one half in the Red Bull era. Because uh, the only other person I can remember is Clint Mathis, and that was in the Metro Star era. So, I mean, good grief! That what what a spectacle that was, and to put a team away in one half. It makes it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. The captain getting that goal, um, just to really posh it off. Uh, I don't know, fantastic. I get excited. Uh, God, more to come, please. Is it, have we have we found the number ten we've been looking for? Have we found the guy? Is he going to be the guy? Let's hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess just kind of build on that. It's just yeah, I mean, look there, I mean, and you even touched upon it in your like is that there's. Reinforcements still coming in, and um, you know I I've heard from certain people, read or rather read uh, certain people. I think Brian Sharetta on American Soccer Now. He says Ashley Fletcher's the real deal. Will certainly be an upgrade over Tom Barlow. Um, Laquinas, we'll see. Uh, I mean, again, the league he's coming from, we'll see. Um, but if hey, if at least one of the, one of them is being vouched for by somebody I respect, um, that's encouraging, and uh, hopefully. 
you know, hopefully this is the beginning of something special. I mean, uh, again, I'm not convinced they've entirely turned the corner and they will be great this year. But uh, I think uh, what we can take from two games is they just might be a little bit better than we thought they were going to be. Yeah, and we'll get to some of the ground later, but maybe some of this a new person that's coming into the organization might be able to help with that also. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. So uh, if that's it, uh, the prediction standings, like I said last week, I'm coming for the belt. I am still in first with two points. Pat and Truman are both in second with zero. And honestly, if I just go 34 games in a row getting win-loss right nothing else, I will be happy. That would be pretty awesome. All right, uh, so let's talk about the next match. The Red Bulls are taking on Minnesota United this Sunday, March 13th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, game will be broadcast on MSG or MLS Live, and I'm thankful to the home game because I miss Shep messing, and hopefully Kanji's on this week. <clears throat> I, I just, I don't know. It, it's one thing listening to a, different teams broadcasts, but... That home broadcast, man, I miss it. Yeah, I'm sure Truman does too. Yeah, I Toronto was pretty good. They were, I, I didn't mind them. They were actually really good announcers. Well, I think. But yeah, I, you definitely want the home back. They're they're TSN, so I assume they're not affiliated directly with any team. That's probably why. Yeah. But I do love the Kanji man, so <laughs> yeah. I live in New Jersey, so I never don't have Shep and Kanji, so. Well, ain't that special. Mm-hmm. All right. So, predictions. Uh, since I'm at first, I go first. And screw it. I'm going to stay with this with this streak. If it gets me a point, I'm good. I'm going to go with a 2-1 victory over Minnesota United. Uh, they've only drawn two games this year. It, not sure if they're a good team or not. But... You know what? Two ones are working out for me so far, so we'll keep it going. I wish the crowd was going to be packed because we know it's not, unfortunately. That, that's the kind of the sucky thing about this. We know the way the attendance has been going. Now it's a 7 o'clock Sunday game, so you could pile on that excuse. Because if you had a good turnout, the crowd would be electric for this one. Coming in off the two wins on the road, home opener. Fuck, man, it's it, we're all setting ourselves up, right, to get excited because that's what we all do as, as Red Bulls fans. Uh, but this is a game to get pumped about. The team looks good. I have to be different because I'm I'm going to give them the win. Uh, but I say the Colonel puts on a show and we win two nothing. Uh, uh, I'm not, you know, I, I yeah, I think Minnesota so far has not come out of the gate impressive at all. Uh, it is a home game. Granted, will, as Truman mentioned, it will not be an electric atmosphere. I'm one of the people who will not be able to be there, unfortunately. Uh, sucks. Um, working this weekend. But uh, it, I'm going to guess that some of the good times keep rolling. So I'm going to go with a 3 nothing <coughs> home win to open the season against Minnesota United. Pack of balls here, week number three. I'm going ballsy. I say they keep it up, which means I'm confident in the team, which means 
they will lose. As soon as I believe, every year, as soon as I believe, they lay an egg. So therefore, Pat is now saying none of us are getting points this week. Yeah, we yeah. are fucked. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the uh, the game coming up? Yeah, I get to watch it. It's on at seven o'clock on Sunday. I'll be home on the big couch. Very, very excited for that. Nothing wrong with that. All right. So with that, it's time for the dummy ground. I'm the trash man. Uh, so the biggest news in Rebels um, land this week is number 99. Bradley Wright Phillips is officially retiring and doing it as a New York Red Bull. Uh, he signed a one-day contract today so he can officially t- retire with the team. There are reports of him taking a front office position or some sort of front office position, but I don't think a lot of details have come out about what he'll be doing. Maybe he'll be mentoring the next crop of Red Bull forwards, and that'll help. Hopefully, that's the case. But I think what are you taking over uh, Young Gunner Sully's uh, uh, DJ spot? He's gonna be the new DJ. There you go. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. With this grime rap. <laughs> so I, the, I'm, I'm glad that he signed the one-day contract because when he left the team two years ago. It was not on good terms, right? He was coming off of a, a disappointing year with the performance or with the injury. Uh, it, Chris Armis apparently rubbed a few players the wrong way that year, and the way the front office dealt with things didn't help. So the fact that he has come back, you know, signed this contract and will be working with the team, I'm glad to hear that's happening because I didn't, didn't want Bradley Phillips and the Red Bulls to have like a tarnished reputation. So I'm glad that that's sort of patched up and we can at some point celebrate uh, 99 and all he did for this club. Amen. Real talk, BWP statue? Ooh. I mean, why that's not? a realistic statue. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's one you don't have to have a temporary uh, top for. Okay. I, would abso- I would absolutely support that. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Any other All right, thoughts? Red Bull, make it happen. Make it happen. I mean, the guy's a fucking legend. I mean, when you're ranking Red Bull players all time, I mean, I'm putting him number one. Yeah. Gary and we were the greatest player I've ever seen personally play. Mm-hmm. But as a Red Bull, I mean, who who is better than Bradley Ray Phillips? Uh, I can't, can't think of anybody for that matter. Yeah, Luis Robles, maybe, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, God, Bradley, he, that guy was something else. That guy was magical. Yeah, he, really, he was a special player for us. He's the team's all-time leading goal scorer, and he could have been so much farther ahead than everybody else. Right, the year he won the Golden Boot and tied the MLS scoring record, he easily could have like doubled that that scoring record that year. Oh yeah, and it's just a shame he couldn't do it. But still, I, I, mean, I, I think the other thing we, we also loved about him was that he destroyed NYCFC. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that guy was unbelievable against that team, and I mean. To be there uh, day one when that team came in and to just, I mean, immediately start wrecking shop against them. 
the two goals. He had two goals, I believe, against in the seven nothing win. Um, oh, such a good, such a great thing to do. It was so great. I mean, the guy we could just talk about him forever. He's he's the fucking best. Yep, definitely a legend without question. All right. Uh, next on dumping ground, uh, Jesse Marsh has landed a new job already. There you he go. took over the uh, head job at Leeds, trying to keep them up in the Premier League this year. Apparently, uh, Jack Harrison mentioned the Red Wedding game to him uh, when Marsh showed up. So that's a good, a good sign. Yeah. Um, hopefully he does well. We, it'd be good to see an American coach succeed in Europe. I mean, he already had success in Salzburg, but after what happened to him in Leipzig, I think he needs a, needs a win to kind of keep American coaches going. Yeah, that'd be well, nice. I mean, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, I was going to say, better. yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, it's certainly a uh, risky venture for him uh, to take. I mean, uh, you, you would kind of hope there's a little bit of a some leeway, but I guess imagine he was hired with the pressure of, uh, no, you need to stay in the Premier League. <clears throat> I mean, I think he can. I, I think, you know, I think kind of taking, I don't want to say necessarily call it lesser talent and making them play above what they're, you know, what they, it sounds like it should be on paper. I think that's kind of a skill of his. So, you know, hopefully he can do it. Hopefully he can keep leads uh, afloat and um, maybe do something special next year. I was going to say, I think that really the big thing with Jesse Marsh is that he's got big shoes to fill because there's already been a, a legendary American coach in English football, you know, and he's got to be better than that guy. And I think you all know who I'm talking about. Ted Lasso. I mean, of course, right? Like oh, he's got to, sure. he's got to take that spot that Ted Lasso's already started, you know, and he's got to be better than that. Well, Richmond got promoted, so we need to see the Leeds uh, Richmond match. Yeah. All right, anything else on Jesse Marsh? No, good for him. Go get him. Yeah. All right, Pat, you put this one in there. You might know more about it than I do, so you want to talk yes. about the last thing? Yeah, so, um, I mean, if you've been loving under a soccer rock or just been – paying attention to the Red Bulls or just been paying attention to MLS. Uh, you may have missed that there was a horrific uh, riot uh, in a game against Curitaro and uh, uh, Atlas de Guadalajara in the Liga MX this past weekend. Uh, the official accounts say no one died, but there were some 27 hospitalizations, injuries, whatever. Um Social media and some independent reporters are saying people did die at this event. And if you're like me and looked up some of the gruesome uh, videos and pictures, you do find that no deaths uh, report to be um, kind of hard to believe. Um, but anyway, so the punishment, League MX has acted on it. Uh, here are the punishments that are coming down. Uh, basically, Carataro is will not be allowed to have any fans in their stadium for a year, any fans whatsoever. Uh, since this was a battle between Barras, which are, are the, a uh, Mexican supported group Ultras down there in Liga MX, Carataro's um, ban- uh, Barras have been banned for three years. Uh, that actually might be league-wide. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's just for the team. Uh, I could be wrong, though. Um, <laughs> and the owners of Caratau must sell the club by the end of the year. Uh, so they were are ousted as owners. I think the punishment's soft, personally. I, well, I, so technically the owners are no longer the owners. What I saw was that... Oh, it reverted, yes. Ownership reverted to, like, the original owner who owns, also owns Club Tijuana. Yeah. But, but I guess... And if it doesn't sell within a year, then the league will take ownership. Will take ownership. Uh, but, like, I think, like, I guess the current, now former owners, uh, I guess maybe they're still in charge of making the sale or processing it or whatever i don't know all i know is and i saw something about they were banned for like five years from owning yes that, that was another punishment they are banned for from uh, owning another team in league mx or in mexican soccer i believe for five years um so i don't know seems too soft for me seems like something more could be done seems like uh, i mean like i was watching football america football america's on espn plus the other day and they were Detailing plenty of other violent incidents that have happened in League MX over the last couple of years, um, none nearly as bad as this, uh, but it seems like it was a problem ramping up, uh, and it just seems soft. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it does sound like police are now going to take over um, security and stadiums in these games now instead of uh, private security uh, groups because some of the videos you could see the security were doing nothing. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. Uh, it, it just for something like this, as brutal as awful as like this, I mean, it, it truly was. Yeah, I mean, if you got a strong stomach, go on Twitter, look it up. You can see some of the images, some of the videos. Uh, but it was brutal. It's awful. Yep. It's awful. And it just, it just keeps happening with Mexican fans. It really sucks because. Yeah. You know, Mexico is all awesome. Mexican people are fucking awesome. But something happens when you get them these games. They just, just troops of us. It's fucking, it's crazy. It's just fucking yeah. maniacs. And you, we see it nonstop with the national team over yep. and over again. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Pat, like I said, I don't know what the answer is to solve this problem. I really don't. Um, you know, I said FIFA could, you know, could take action just with, with Mexican football in general probably not going to happen probably not able to happen but yeah I, what the fuck do you get to stop stop this stuff from happening that's a good question you would think after like the hooliganism in the in england in the 80s and stuff like this we wouldn't be here but yeah well i mean that that's you know something that brought up on the uh on the again football americas is that in the 80s when just liverpool fans Got in those fight with, I believe, with Juventus fans in European uh, uh, competition. Uh, there was a major brawl there. And all English teams were banned from uh, international competition for five years. So, um, and that was not FIFA, that was UEFA uh, um, not making that, doing that action. But it's it just, it's, yeah, it just seems, I don't know. This, is, this does not seem like it's going to end the problem at all. Half-hearted attempts really do stop the problem. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to sometimes it's got to do the nuclear option, you know. It's whether you know be banning the national banning. I mean, banning Mexico from the Concacaf Champions League, whatever. I mean, like I, that's it. Does certainly doesn't have the same heft as uh, you know the UEFA Champions League. Um, I don't know if you can. 
take a league punishment and put it on the national team. I mean, there there are, there are certainly questions in that uh, aspect, but yeah, I don't know. All right, is that it for dumping grounds? That's it. Uh, for me. Uh, yeah. All right, then it's time for Pat's betting corner. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, I don't have another parlay for you, so I'm just going to take a team and fuck it, I'm going to say us. Put your money on us. We're going to beat Minnesota this week. Do it. Make your bets, people. Alright, and uh, with that, it's time for our last segment, Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. You know, speaking of terrible teams, I heard Woody Johnson wants to buy Chelsea. I told That's you that. Oh, God, no. There Fuck, go. please. So there you go. Just wanted to, wanted to pile on there. Uh, listen, I'm going to give the terrible team to a team that played at home and gave up four goals in the first half, including a hat trick, and that's TFC. Well-deserved. Uh, yes, it was us that kicked their asses, but you could have given it to, I guess, Miami for losing to Austin 5 nothing, but uh, Austin FC was home. I think it's worse to play your home opener and get absolutely thrashed in your own building. Or Atlanta. And I like, and I like giving it to Toronto. Listen, I like giving it to Toronto. I like it. It's fun. Okay. Well, Atlanta didn't play at home. I just I just saw the scoreline for a second. I thought they did. My, my, here's here's just looking at the scores. My suggestion as a, as a honorary terrible team of the week, and that is Cincinnati, which – we all know it was really terrible, but to lose one nothing with a ten man advantage at DC. <laughs> this is we were mad about it. That's the only reason why. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I believe that's it. Anything else we want to talk about? I got nothing. Uh, yeah. Can fucking baseball get your shit together? All right. <laughs> fucking a. I'm not gonna go into back. Come on. Get your fucking shit together. Yeah, good luck with that. The the best part is seeing the oh, if baseball's not around, stop, MLS should capitalize articles. Oh that, god, that, I know, that, I know. That takes zero account to the fact that MLS needs to offer something aside from being there when baseball's not. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that I'm, I, MLS fans, stop being silly because that it, it'll never happen in a million years. You're not going to convince. A whole ton of baseball fans go, oh, yeah, yeah, I love baseball, but soccer. Yeah, that's it. I'm in. Once a week, yeah, soccer. I love it. We don't like sports with constant motion. We like yeah. things that pause for 15 minutes at a time. If I don't get a three-and-a-half to four-hour game, I'm out. Yeah. Have you ever watched a game where it's been six, six innings of pop-ups? Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love 13 foul balls in a row. Yeah. You know who'd really, you know who's really gonna benefit if ML, ML, yeah, Major League Baseball doesn't get their shit together? It's the USFL, not Major League Soccer. Oh yeah, yeah they're lying in wait. The USFL is ready. <laughs> Boys to strike. The USFL. Maybe you get a boring green sport that's popping up like at the right moment. So. The Jersey Generals are back, baby. And they're and playing they're all playing their games in Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and they're all playing in Florida. 
That's that's the one thing they didn't get about the USFL is why the first season everybody is playing in Alabama. I mean, I guess it does reduce costs, but still, like, how do you bring this back and not put the the generals in uh, MetLife Stadium? Who the hell knows? I mean, well, the XFL was around for half a year before COVID. They at least put their teams spread out in their actual cities. That's true. All right. Uh, that's it. Let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash verbal rant. What bucket month is all you need for exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap up live post games, anything we decide to do. Email us at redbullrant at gmail.com. Call us 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant on Twitter. Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stoosh myself at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Uh, two things. The new episode of Letter episode of Letter Kenny is fantastic. It definitely brought a tear to my eye at the very end. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, it's great. Second, oh man, Sunday night, a football. Very excited. Let's fucking do it. Three in a row. Nine points in three games. Get out there. Fucking win. That's right. Come on, baby. Let's win, baby. Pitter-patter. Let's get at her. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll need to get that one out, too. You know, I'm surprised I don't have more letter Kenny sound bites. Get to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, for Pat, Truman, and myself, this has been episode 389 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. How are you now? Lights.